0: Welcome to the Gritty Filmmakers Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Cole Heinrich, and today we are talking about the biggest breakdown mistakes. And I've got my dear friend and business partner, Justin Lewis, with me. Hey, Justin. Hey, what's going on? Hey, glad you could join me today. Absolutely. This topic is kind of a big deal, and it's a topic um, a lot of people don't really talk about or want to, because it's boring.
1: It can be boring, but like I always say, this is how you really make a film when you're talking about, I making agree, film. You have to making
0: a film, you have to do a breakdown. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that today. Um,
1: and I think we both, um, have that as indie filmmakers, we, you kind of have to learn how to break down scripts yourself or find somebody who's really good at it. And I think within our company, we have you, you're, <laughs> you're kind of the breakdown queen schedule oh queen here that, um, we, uh, pass a lot of those, stuff off to you, but we also internally all know
0: how to do it. Right.
1: How to read strip boards. And well, you
0: and stuff. you yourself are teaching production management class at Colorado Film School. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And it's actually a rewarding class. I, I remember when I first started teaching it, I was like, man, this is going to be a boring class. Like, who wants to talk about breaking down scripts? But I've kind of found a passion for it because there's an aha moment at the end of every semester. Mm-hmm. Um, I just ended a class yesterday and um, so many students say, wow, this I wish I had taken this class earlier, like this is how you make films, this is how this is, it all makes sense of how to schedule um, and how to, Kind of do this at a bigger level, so.
0: And there really are multiple um, breakdowns, and that that happen during the the course of a script or making a film. But I think one of the things you know we've been talking about, or we want to talk about today, is really that initial breakdown because this is how you understand how many days mm-hmm. it's going to take to shoot, which determines your schedule, and then it determines your budget. And that way you can actually go to um, financial partners and yeah. try to get money for your film because you actually have an idea of what it's going to take to get it done so that's really what I wanted to talk about today and and I'm so glad you can share your insight with that too especially with your the students that you have
1: so what have you found that um when is the best time to start the initial process and 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 you're right about there's multiple times that the script is going to get broken Mm -hmm. down Um, and a lot of department heads will do their own breakdowns as well but um Where do you feel like it's best to bring you into the process? Like if I was going to hire you as a line producer, what do you need in place? Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, the biggest thing, the first question I ask is, do you have a locked script? Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll be like, what do you mean by that? I'm going to continue working on the script. And I said, well, is the script in a place where you're not going to have many location changes? You're not adding more characters. Are you pretty solid on the story? And is it in a place where you're ready to start getting funding for it and so they will tell me yay or nay and I'll say if it's nay then come back to me when it's ready to go um so that's really my first question
1: and what are some red flags that you see so so if I'm a director and I come to you and I say hey I want you to break down my script and budget it and it's and you say is it ready I'm like oh yeah yeah it's ready. can you identify if a script is ready or not (laughs) that's
0: a good question yeah i can so i if they say it's ready i actually do give a precursor and say well let me read it and see if i feel like it's in a place and ready to be broken down Mm -hmm. so i am i guess that filter um i can usually tell by where it's at and where the characters are at and the language is at um, whether it's ready to be broken down. Um, I usually come up with a list of questions in that first read. And mm. that first read, I actually don't break it down, but I read it as a a producer and an audience member. Mm. Can I just enjoy the story? Great. And if I can enjoy the story and find passion around it and if it has an it factor, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'd love to break this down for you. It's ready to go. Yeah. I mean, what do you think for you? What have you found?
1: I think to know if it's ready or not, yes, uh, you have to read it just for readability. Yes, yeah, readability. Is this a movie? Does it make sense? <laughs> is it structured? Um, and then I think a little bit of that producer side comes out when you're reading a script and say, is this doable? Is like, like doable? Is this something that this director or this production team can pull off? Or yeah. What? what looking at locations and such like that. But um, yeah, getting to really know the story um, when I teach, I, I make my students uh, read the script at least twice. Yeah. Um, because and I can tell the ones who actually read it once and try to just break down on that one time because yeah. they, they lose track of characters they lose tracks of, tracks of locations. And yep. there's certain things that are implied in a script that you need to know when you're breaking it down. That mm-hmm. If you don't really know that story, it's going to be a lot harder to break that down.
0: What have you found with the kids, or with the kids, gosh, with the students? Some of them are older than me, so I can't call (laughs) kids. (laughs) With the students, what are some of their biggest mistakes in breaking down?
1: Um, I would say uh, attention to detail, really. I mean, this is something that you have to be meticulous with every single line of the script. You are going line by line, scene by scene, and yes, it's going to be long and tedious, and there, I, I see that some people will start, the beginning of the script would be nice and then by the end of it, it starts to kind of filter off. Um, but specifically what I'm talking about is, is notes as well. You're, there's gonna be, you should have so many questions when breaking down a script for your director or your producer. Um, if something doesn't make sense, write a note about it and then keep going. You keep know? going, yeah. Um, if you gotta write a diagram, if you gotta draw like a diagram to like make sense of locations and everything. Um, so I, I, the first thing I'd say is not enough notes Mm -hmm. Um, they're not really into the story. They're just doing colors. Yeah. Yeah, but you got to kind of really be into the story. I'd say that's one of them.
0: Yeah. And I think even for our audience, I mean, we're not talking about how to break down a script today. There's so many different podcasts and different YouTube videos. Uh, Studio Binder is a great resource that really talks about how to break down a script, how to line a script. Mm. And I think, um, you know, we're just talking about what are some of the biggest mistakes that you really have in breaking Mm. it down. So um, so we talked about not making enough notes. Mm -hmm. Huge mistake. Um, Not having a locked script. And why is a locked script important?
1: Um, I mean because the whole reason that you're breaking it down is so that you can get an idea of how you're going to schedule it and how much it's going to cost to shoot um, you can't really come up with a a logical version of the, a schedule if your script is so going moving in so many different directions and you're getting new drafts every single day or every single week so you have to go into this process with some type of black like script not saying the script can't change right but to get an idea of how long it's going to take to shoot and how much it is, going to cost like we need something to it's the blueprint you know, yeah something to.
0: now I remember when I was first starting out and breaking down scripts um I think I broke down something of my own just to get practice and um I ended up changing the script midway because oh. I was also the writer and so I'm like oh shoot I actually want to add this character mm. or this but it screwed up everything and so i just remember that was a big aha moment for myself of having a locked version of the script And also
1: there's a tip there maybe i don't think a writer or a director should break down that
0: <laughs> i agree you,
1: you can't be you can't really you can't do, do it, all
0: three objectively yeah, objectively
1: yeah so yeah you can't do it objectively yeah. because there's going to be things that maybe make sense to you in your head
0: that don't make sense that on don't paper make sense on, on paper or yeah. that
1: Um, And we're talking indie films here a lot of times, Mm -hmm. uh, what we deal with. There's going to be things we can't do. Like, we can't do this. Why can't you do this? Because it's going to take days and a lot of money and all that. Those are just type of conversations we're coming up with.
0: Now, have you found this with your students? Um, to me, another huge mistake is not doing, not creating a production draft of the script. Um, for example, scene headings. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have living room, mm-hmm. like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Li- living room. You could have four different living rooms, but you don't don't know which living room it is. Exactly. So, clarifying scene headings. This is Jason's living mm-hmm. room. This is Justin's living room.
1: And I always get that question. They say, "Do you actually do that?" And I and I think it depends on the person breaking down the script, but I always refer to you, and I was like, Alicia will go in and (laughs) change out all the (laughs) headings. Yes, I will. And make sure that we all, that that everything's the same. And then also, um, what I call logical breaks, um, are there any scenes within a scene that you're missing? So um, maybe it's something as big as, um, I don't know, say it's interior gym, like you're shooting in a gymnasium, but there's one portion of the scene that takes place on the sideline, one takes place on the top of the bleachers, maybe one takes place in the hallway tunnel, and the writer didn't. specify Specify. all that stuff but there's scenes in each one so there's a question of a is this all like one take or like one long shot which probably not and then b, that's those are three different setups, three different lighting setups. Um, you may So not those are
0: technically different scenes. three different
1: scenes. So like being able to identify, okay, what mm-hmm. scenes are really there, And that goes to knowing the script and just again, being meticulous mm-hmm. about
0: I mean, that reminds me of montages. Mm-hmm. Uh, montages, I think, too are really hard to know and get inside the director's head. And I think you can make notes again. This is why you're saying, make mm-hmm. notes. like, is this this scene is are we cutting to this shot? Um, uh, montages can be, 10 different scenes sometimes
1: and 10 different locations and
0: 10 different locations.
1: And so then you're like, how do you do how? And then the other thing about montages is uh, the writer, the way we write it is they're supposed to be kind of quicker shots. But then we have to identify who else are in these shots. If there's other actors that are implied to be in these montages, these one eighths of a page type scenes, then that's kind of a big deal. I always tell my students, J- try the best you can with montages because you really need access to a director. Yeah. Or if you don't have a director, then you've got to make some assumptions at that point. Yeah. But montages are going to be shot different ways. And same thing with um some scripts have say is a series of shots mm. instead of that. And then other scripts also have like um, actual shots in them. Like direct director script will actually have like um, jib up or going oh, and stuff like that right. and like all that stuff. I don't know how you break that stuff down because yeah. it's just like it's it's extra fluff in this scene so again notes notes
0: yeah and I think another thing um I had to learn the hard way in was uh, car scenes I mean car scenes and headings are mm-hmm. really specific and mm-hmm. so sometimes I remember I broke down a script and I was like these are all the car shots mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the director's like well that's outside the car yes. the car's not moving and like mm-hmm. okay now we had to get more specific in right. these are the, the car moving inside the car shots <laughs>
1: well we had that and we so, did hush money yeah for one of our right and um there's certain scenes that it's just you feel like it's inside the car but it could be outside the car mm-hmm. and vice versa and then like how do you know how the what's is what? going to um how he's going to shoot that, but that's a big deal. Shooting outside of a car is way different than putting a camera inside of the car. So Absolutely. we need to know that like, that's a different way of scheduling. Um, even if you're that's using that's different
0: camera equipment. Yes. And different different equipment, so like, yeah. I think for hush money, um, our AD, when they mm-hmm. did the official schedule breakdown for the actual shoot of Hush Money, um, I remember Danny had to put all of the outside car shots together right. um, because we only had the equipment for outside of the car for one week. Mm-hmm. And so that was just a, a logistic. Now that gets into more assistant directing and mm-hmm. that type of scheduling. But there are those issues, if you can think about that ahead of time, will help your schedule and your budget.
1: Absolutely. And the whole point of the breakdown is is a, to get to the budget, but also to help you figure out how you're going to schedule all this mm-hmm. stuff and to identify what scenes are going to be very difficult to shoot and what scenes you might be able to pump out a little bit faster and how to group scenes together so that it, it all goes into the scheduling mm-hmm. everything that we're doing and um, well, speaking of the cars I feel like another thing that uh, people who are doing this for the first time uh, don't pay enough attention to is stunts
0: I was just gonna say that stunts mm-hmm. now why you share your reason why oh what, I, what I mean? just
1: anything anything more than a walk is a stunt A mm-hmm. so first uh, we're trying to be safe here i mean the as producers and production manager, managers like the, our first safety line of defense is us breaking mm-hmm. down this script and say hey That's this is an unsafe scene we have to figure out how to do this and then B is just that how do we do this like how are we <laughs> going to do this because stunts take longer mm-hmm. stunts take longer time so fight scenes car scenes um Anytime you chase scenes in anything like that is going to take a little bit longer. to Anytime
0: shoot. car is moving, a person is running, a person is fighting—I mm-hmm. mean, triple the amount of time mm-hmm. you would think. Yeah. And then if you have explosions or pyrotechnics yep. or even special Perfect. effects, Perfect. Um, triple the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, essentially to be able to do it. So yeah. I think those are some other big mistakes that you can make in an initial breakdown. Um, I think also when it comes down to Um, kids and animals. Now, this is getting into scheduling a little bit. I don't want to jump the gun because we are going to talk about scheduling. Mm -hmm. Um, But in a breakdown, making sure that it's safety of kids and animals as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So how have you instructed students, you know, in their breakdowns? Is there anything specific there? Well,
1: you in the breakdown process, you specifically have a color for animals. Mm -hmm. Um, And as far as kids, I would just put notes there like this is this is going to be a big deal. Working with kids are, are very tough and animals. Yeah. Um, so I think just making note of that. So when you get to the scheduling process, you have that uh, in, specifically if you're working in something like movie magic and you have that note carry with mm-hmm. that scene, you read the notes for that scene it says, oh, I can't schedule as much this day because we're working with a five-year-old and a mm-hmm. pit bull or something, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it's just not going to work out. <laughs> right, right. So um, yeah, just, again, it's, it's just really about just uh, getting those notes right? And making sure that you understand the script. Um, another thing I think people miss is uh, like mysterious characters. So for yes. instance, some writers will write the figure of a man is staring, standing at the bar and then cut to another scene. And then 30 pages later, we realize the figure of the man is actually our main character, Channon, And <laughs> Chan- <laughs> Chan- we have to go back and, and put that the figure of the man is Chanin. Right. Otherwise, you're going to
0: have a duplicate character. Do have a duplicate
1: character. And that happens yeah. a lot. And I think what's really funny is at the end of every class, I have at least at least two or three students say, man, I ha- I understand why there's all these rules about writing because writers will just mm-hmm. write for stories. So they'll right. purposely leave things out for readability. But that makes it very difficult for us to break it down. So it's kind of like the, all those rules about writing are
0: for a reason, they're
1: for a reason. It's not just. Yes. It's, it's also it's to help the production. Right. <laughs> like, tell us who this character is, um, but maybe and maybe you can speak to this. Is it smart to have two versions of the script, or how do you handle that, especially when you change set listings and? would you change that mysterious character's name to the actual character's name but that's going to be hard to that's a great
0: question I think that's a really difficult question um, because it depends where the project is actually at Mm -hmm. Um, for example um, one project I was working on I did have to create a separate production draft of the script because we were still sending out the original script to um, actors to get attachments Mm -hmm. and they didn't want to have the hidden figure mysterious figure revealed Mm -hmm. but in my version I wanted Wanted it to say who actually was, so that was um, that's how we handled that situation. Now, if if the director or the writer made changes to the original script, they would have to let me know, and then I would have to go in and manually make those changes right. on my production draft. Um, and then there is a certain way to number drafts and stuff, and changes that come into play. Again, you can watch that mm. stuff on YouTube. But um, yeah, I think it depends on where the project project is at um I a, don't recommend it though right like I don't recommend <laughs> having multiple versions of the script, of the script. <laughs> um so if you can get away with that I, I wouldn't do it
1: yeah and I think maybe just having a note that carries along with that that yeah knowing, you could, that's knowing, probably how you could get away knowing with it. that this character is this other character mm-hmm. and it's really clear in whatever program you're using it's really clear so you don't um double schedule somebody and then even budgeting wise you don't want to like pay the mysterious man and
0: exactly you're just like
1: wait a second these are and, same people <laughs>
0: and some of that now with the software that we have now mm-hmm. you can tag it yeah. as that right character so that you don't have that problem this um, is why you use this software <laughs> i mean yeah. this is the
1: software uh, is really powerful
0: yeah um let's talk about software for a little bit um because breakdowns and you can do this completely by hand and um i have been honestly a guru with software i've tried All sorts of software, Um, but I always come back to Final Draft script writing software, um, and then Final Draft Mm Tager. So even if a script is written in a different program, I usually have them export it in a Final Draft version. I import it to my Final Draft software. Mm I will tag it with Final Draft Tager. Mm. <laughs> and then I can usually import that Final Draft Tager into whatever whatever other software I'm using, whether it's Movie Magic, even Studio Binder will read Final Draft Tager. But Studio Binder has their own tagging software now. Yeah, and I, I so. honestly
1: think you should do it by hand. I think scheduling, scheduling using scheduling software. Yeah. I don't trying to schedule without software seems crazy. You, you
0: have to have a scheduling software. But
1: like as far as like
0: breakdown, breaking
1: down and colors, I feel like there's something about just having the page and then being able to just write notes in the margins, write notes mm-hmm. on top of things um, on the backside blank side of the script. That's an opportunity to do like diagrams of scenes and yep. like really, really get to know, if say there's an intricate, Action scene or something, or a car chase scene, mm-hmm. writing, uh, being able to draw the streets and all that. So I, I, I feel like just printing, printing that script out, and just living with that script. Yeah, for a I while. concur.
0: So. I think do it by hand. Do Get out your um, colored pencils and it's have like everything color-coded. Turn on some music. <laughs> Turn Zen on some out music. A yeah. <laughs> Print off your breakdown pages. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to get real nerdy about it, you can get your four different colors of breakdown pages. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, w- I don't recommend that now just because our software can handle that once right. you enter all your breakdown sheets in. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I really liked about... Um, Movie Magic is they do have the same breakdown sheet format mm-hmm. in their software, um, and I really liked that.
1: Yeah, I, I like Movie Magic just because I I know it, I know you did Studio Binder for... I for
0: think Red Studio Red. Binder, honestly, my opinion is that it's for the AD's breakdown.
1: Okay, yeah, and so I, let's talk I, about that, the yeah. difference between an AD breakdown and a... Uh, UPM breakdown or just a line. Yeah. Producer
0: so breakdown. a line producer UPM breakdown, you don't necessarily have to be super detailed about all the props unless it's a mm-hmm. big item. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you don't have to be super detailed. I, I, I guess I, I know we're talking out of two sides of our mouth here. Cause in one sense, you, have to, you do be, have to be, de- you have, have to be, cause you have to budget it. You have to be super detailed when it comes to locations. Mm-hmm. Uh, characters, extras, vehicles. Those are really big ticket items. So those are really the things you want to be super detailed about. Um, But when it comes to props, um, I don't know. You don't need to get all the way down to the Band-Aid that's going to be on someone's hand or... (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because that's to me, you, you'll get covered, that'll get covered in the 80s breakdown. And um, there, I think I, most
1: department heads will do their own breakdown as yeah. well. So, props, the props guy's going to do their breakdown, yep. wardrobe's going to do their breakdown. So, I think that uh, when you, we're, we're doing the initial breakdown, and I think it's just good to have multiple eyes.
0: On, on it anyway. On it
1: anyway. So now, go ahead and break down what you can, and then the department head does it, and then yeah, the AD really looking for I think efficiency with their with their breakdown. Is like okay, I need to figure out how to. How well, they're we taking shoot
0: that with the shot list. Yeah, so they're it they're combining that together. Mm-hmm. That's their you know being specific about that. Mm-hmm. Um, as a line producer, though, my preference is to be super detailed all the way down to the props. I'm mm-hmm. just saying you don't have to. Yeah. Because um, the goal again is you're trying to get to so many days. Mm -hmm. to schedule you're trying to figure out a budget Mm -hmm. um I like just being more detailed about it so that I've kind of done some of the work to Mm -hmm. hand off to you know the production designer because they'll do their own breakdown
1: and the more detailed you are the more questions you'll come up with to ask your product that's true so when you have Mm -hmm. your first department head meeting you know you're leading that meeting and say okay I have a ton of questions about this script let's go scene by scene yeah and let's see if we can cover all these questions because these questions will help me do a final
0: schedule and final budget for everything once I talk to you now I think a process we've incorporated in Grit House is we actually do two passes of a breakdown. Mm -hmm. So I know that even for you and I, when we've worked on stuff, I've done my own breakdown. Mm -hmm. But then as the line producer and the director, Mm -hmm. we'll sit down and we actually go through the entire script together. We go through the breakdown and Mm -hmm. any questions that I've had or that you brought up or, oh, I didn't think of it that way. Or, oh, I I didn't know we'd have to figure that out like Mm -hmm. this or... Um, Are we going to shoot this in a a fishing village by the ocean or Mm. not? You know, like, can that, does it have to be by the ocean? I mean, Mm. you start asking all these questions that are going to help you figure out a a schedule and a budget for later. So I, for me, I I like sitting down with the director after I've done my whole breakdown, Mm. ask all those questions. And then I go back and make changes to my breakdown based on all those questions in that meeting. So that, that would be just a best practice. I think that would be a tip. Yeah, absolutely. You know, to move forward to how you break down your script. So best practice, um, some things that we talked about today is make sure that you're working from a very a locked script. Um, other best practices, make sure that you've made notes. Make a ton of notes when yeah. you're doing your breakdown. Um,
1: Read the script multiple times. Yeah. Know, know that yes. story. Know
0: that world. Best practice, read the script multiple times. I love Mm -hmm. that. Another best practice is making sure that you have um, checked all the scene headings and you've made them consistent and that your characters are consistent before you start your breakdown. Mm -hmm. Um, Identifying um,
1: mysterious characters or scenes within a scene that, that need to be a different slug.
0: Yep, so scene within a scene, Mm. and then you said series of shots. Yeah. Um, Checking out those montages. Be careful of those. So double-check that, and I think that actually will get you on the right track to having a successful breakdown. And
1: and it really comes down, like I said, anybody can break down a script. It's not a a difficult process. You just have to be... Detail oriented. It's very meticulous. Mm-hmm. And um, again, line by line, just break down every single line. What does it take to do this scene? Mm-hmm. Um, identifying all the elements of every single scene and going from there.
0: I love it. And it, I think what you said earlier, it's common sense. Yeah. If you really just think about it, you just
1: common sense. It's just common think, sense. Use just your head. Think through the scene. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <Yep. laughs> You're thinking through everything. everything. Yep. And. Um, they have breakdown sheets that you can actually get online we'll have a couple here for you that you can get in the comments below. Um, so check that out, Mm -hmm. but thank you so much for joining us today. Next week, we're going to talk about what are the mistakes that people make in scheduling. So it's really part two of this conversation. So make sure you check that out. Thank you for joining us today and have a great day.